What's going on guys? Welcome to the Anthony Bruno Show. I am Anthony Bruno. The NHL season is set to resume on August 1st with 24 teams coming back to compete for the Stanley Cup in Toronto and Edmonton. In this video, I'm going to break down the qualifying round matchups and the round robin portion of the playoffs and talk about which teams I think are going to advance and set up well for a deep postseason run. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hammer the like button, share the video on social media, and subscribe, especially if you like sports content. So now it's time to get into the video. Let's go. As I mentioned, the NHL season is going to resume on August 1st with the qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 16 teams are going to be competing in this round, eight from each conference, and all eight series are a best of five. Meanwhile, the top four teams in each conference get a bye straight to the first round of the playoffs and instead will compete in a round robin to determine seeding. Starting things off in the Eastern Conference, we have the fifth-seeded Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the number 12 seed Montreal Canadiens. Remember when there were reports that players were worried that this format wasn't fair to a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins because the Pens were locked into a playoff spot and the Habs pretty much had no chance to make the postseason, and players were also worried that a player like Carey Price could potentially steal a short five-game series. I mean, come on, everyone. Like, Price is a great goalie, but can we relax with that? Because I don't think we have to waste any time whatsoever when it comes to this series. The Penguins are a significantly better team across the board and are going to be back to full health after they were decimated by injuries this season. Just looking at their top four offensive players, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gensel, and Brian Russ missed a combined 86 games this season, and the Penguins still finished with the fifth best record in the East. This franchise is remarkable when it comes to its next man up mentality, and now that they're back to full health, I think Pittsburgh is easily going to take down Montreal and is definitely a threat to make a deep postseason run. All right, moving along now to the 6 versus 11 matchup in the East between the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers, which I think is one of the most intriguing matchups of the entire qualifying round. I like both of these teams because they have nice balance on both sides of the puck. When it comes to the Hurricanes, their most important player by far is defenseman Dougie Hamilton. He's an absolute stud and was having a Norris Trophy caliber season before suffering a broken fibula, so it remains to be seen if he's going to be ready to go for the start of the playoffs, but if he's back to full health and he's a go, that is going to be massive for the Carolina Hurricanes. But saying that, I think the Rangers are going to pull off the upset here. They were one of the hottest teams in the NHL when the season was suspended back in March. From February 1st to the end of the season, the Rangers had the fourth best record in the Eastern Conference. And we all know about Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin. They both had incredible seasons and they can change a game at any moment all by themselves. So offensively, I have more confidence in the Rangers. And I also really like the Rangers' young goaltender, Igor Shosturkin, who was incredible once he took over the starting job. So give me the New York Rangers in this series. Next up, we have the number 7 seed New York Islanders taking on the number 10 seed Florida Panthers. The Islanders are one of the top defensive teams in the league, while the Panthers are one of the best offensive teams in the league. But give me the Isles in this series simply because I'm just more confident in what I'm going to get from them. First of all, they have 
the best coach in the NHL, in my opinion, Barry Trotz. So I know that defensively and goaltending wise, this team is going to show up and be very solid. And when it comes to the Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky, that dude was a roller coaster this year. And I have no idea which Bob is going to show up in this series. And if things do go south for the Panthers, they might have to turn to back up Chris Drieger. So this series, give me the New York Islanders. And last but not least in the Eastern Conference is the qualifying round matchup between the 8th seeded Toronto Maple Leafs and the number 9 seed Columbus Blue Jackets. If you're interested, I recently released a video breaking down the Leafs season and explaining why I think they have the ability to make a deep playoff run and perhaps even win the Stanley Cup. Yes, as insane as that sounds, I actually said that. So yes indeed, I think the Leafs are going to take down the Blue Jackets in this series. Columbus is a great defensive team and they're gonna get stud defenseman Seth Jones back from injury, but the Leafs are gonna be fully healthy for the first time since last year's playoffs. And I simply think Toronto has more talent and depth than Columbus. The Leafs were playing with essentially half of their normal defense core for a big portion of the season. So getting their top six back to full health is going to be huge. And we all know how much offensive firepower the Leafs have as well. And on top of that, I think that Sheldon Keith being the head coach now is also gonna be a big factor. Because in the past, we saw how stubborn Mike Babcock could be when it came to making in-game adjustments during the playoffs. And I don't think Keith is gonna hesitate for one second to make in-game adjustments if he needs to. So at the end of the day, I just think that the Leafs are gonna to be too much for the Blue Jackets to handle. Moving on to the Western Conference now, let's start things off with the fifth seeded Edmonton Oilers taking on the number 12 seed Chicago Blackhawks. And just like there are reports with players being worried about Carey Price potentially stealing a short five game playoff series, it was the same thing with Patrick Kane. And listen, Kane is an amazing player, but once again, can we all just relax with this because the Oilers are plain and simple better than the Chicago Blackhawks. Edmonton has two of the top five players in the world right now. I think Leon Dreisaitl is going to win the Hart Trophy after his amazing 110 point season. And we all know how incredible Connor McDavid is. He's the best player in the world. The Oilers had the number one ranked power play and second ranked penalty kill this season. And from January 1st to the end of the season in March, the Oilers had the third best record in the Western Conference. The only issue I could see here with Edmonton in this series is their goaltending because Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith aren't that great. So if they don't show up, Edmonton might have a problem, but I think the Oilers are easily going to win this series. And when it comes to Connor McDavid, most people would agree that he's the best player in the world right now. He's won a hard trophy. He's racked up a ton of points since he entered the league. But at some point, he has to have a little bit more playoff success. And I know that he's still only 23 years old, but a lot of people view him as, you know, the next great player in the history of the game, right? A lot of people view him in the same light as Sidney Crosby, but McDavid hasn't gotten past the second round of the playoffs. So this would be terrible if he lost to a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, who had no business making the playoffs this season if it was a full 82-game schedule. So... McDavid has a lot on the line here. He's got to get through this qualifying round, and it'll be nice to see him make a deep playoff run and hopefully sometime soon win his first Stanley Cup. 
Next up, we have the most boring and least intriguing matchup of the qualifying round, in my opinion. It's the number six seed Nashville Predators taking on the 11th seeded Arizona Coyotes. These teams were only separated by four points in the regular season, and although Nashville finished with the better record, the Coyotes had the better power play, the better penalty kill, and the much better defensive numbers, finishing third in the NHL in goals against per game. But saying all that, I still like Nashville in this series. The Predators had a very mediocre season based on their standards, but I just trust the Predators more in this series. They have the more veteran and experienced team, and I think that's really going to matter under these crazy circumstances, coming back to play after five months off in a bubble environment with all the uncertainty. So I think the Preds are going to lock in and find a way to get through this series. The Coyotes have one of the best goaltending duos in the NHL, but I worry about them offensively, whereas the Predators have the best player in the entire series, defenseman Roman Yossi, and the Preds are also the better offensive team, so I am taking Nashville. Moving along to the next series, we have the 7th-seeded Vancouver Canucks taking on the 10th-seeded Minnesota Wild. These teams were only separated by one point in the standings, but I think the Canucks have the better team across the board. When I look at the Wild, they are desperately lacking offensive talent. They have Kevin Fiala. He's a great player. He broke out this season and led the team in scoring. But after him, they don't really have any other forwards I'd be worried about shutting down. Note, not even Zach Parisi. But when it comes to the Canucks, you have Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, and JT Miller, who quietly led the team in scoring this season. And then on top of those guys, you have Quinn Hughes on the back end, who's one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL, despite being a rookie. And you know what? Both of these teams were not good defensively this season, but when it comes to goaltending, I trust Jacob Markstrom of the Canucks more than any of the wild goalies. So I'm taking Vancouver to win this series. And the final series I'm going to break down is the only all-Canadian matchup of the qualifying round. It's the 8th-seeded Calgary Flames taking on the number 9 seed, Winnipeg Jets. These teams finish with almost identical records this season, so if Winnipeg wins this series, it absolutely should not be considered an upset. So this season, Winnipeg finished ahead of Calgary in goals per game and goals against per game, but the Flames had the better special teams, finishing ahead of the Jets in power play and penalty kill percentage. I like both forward groups. I think both teams have game breakers on offense who can change a game at any moment, but I do think the Jets have a little bit more offensive talent. And when you look at both teams' defense cores, they aren't great. You can give the edge to Calgary there, especially with Mark Giordano leading the way. But when you look at goaltending, the Jets have Connor Hellebuck, who I think was the best goalie in the NHL this year and deserves to win the Vesna Trophy. And on top of that, I think Winnipeg has the better coach in Paul Maurice. So I think the Jets are going to take down the Flames. All right, now it's time to talk about the round robin where the top four teams in the East and top four teams in the West will each compete in a three-game round robin to determine the top four seeds in each conference. All eight of these teams also get the luxury of avoiding the qualifying round completely and getting a bye straight to the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Starting in the East, we have the Bruins, Lightning, Capitals, and Flyers. And I think Boston got shafted more than any other team under this format because the Bruins had an eight-point cushion over Tampa 
for the number one seed in the East with 12 games to go and most likely would have cruised to the finish line as the number one seed after a full 82-game season. But now there's a chance the Bruins could fall as far as the fourth seed in the East if they completely shit the bed in the round robin. Each team is only going to play three games in the round robin and they're all good teams coming off a five-month layoff. So it's anyone's guess in terms of how this is going to go. So instead of trying to handicap a three-game round robin, I'm just going to discuss who I think is the best team in each conference. Starting in the East, I think it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. This team is loaded at every position, and quite frankly, I think they're the most talented team in the NHL and have the best chance of representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Final. The Lightning got absolutely embarrassed in the playoffs last season, getting swept by the Blue Jackets in the first round after one of the greatest regular seasons in NHL history. So I think this team is dying to get back on the ice to redeem itself. And another thing about the Lightning, they've made it to the final four three of the last five years, so they know exactly what it takes to make a deep playoff run. And Tampa has one of the best coaches in the NHL and John Cooper, so their time is right now. Lightning captain Steven Stamkos, who missed the end of the regular season after undergoing core muscle surgery, suffered another injury during phase two of the NHL's return to play plan. This time the injury was to his lower body, but the Lightning expect him to be ready once the games start in August. So if Stamkos is good to go and the Lightning are fully healthy, then this team has an excellent chance of getting all the way to the Stanley Cup Final. And then in the Western Conference, I know the St. Louis Blues finish with the best record. They are the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they're getting Vladimir Tarasenko back from injury. But I think the Colorado Avalanche are the best team in the West. Miko Rantanen, Nazem Kadri, Gabriel Landeskog, and Kale McCarr missed a combined 76 games due to injury this season, and the Avalanche still finished with the second best record in the West. Mostly because they have Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players in the world, so fully healthy. I think the Avalanche are the most dangerous team in the conference. Despite all those injuries, the Avs led the West in goals per game and finished fourth in goals against per game. Their defense core is led by rookie Kale McCarr, who I mentioned. The kid is an absolute stud, and he's already one of the best defensemen in the NHL. And the Avs' goaltending is solid as well, with Philip Grubauer and Pavel Francouz. So I like the Avalanche best in the West. I really hope COVID-19 doesn't derail the season or mess with the integrity of a playoff series, but with the resumption of the NHL taking place in Canada, where the virus isn't as widespread as it is in the US, I think that we're gonna be able to get through the season and see the Stanley Cup awarded to a completely deserving team. So best of luck to all the players and teams involved. I hope everyone stays healthy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Anthony Bruno Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed the content. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the show and be sure to rate it, share it, and leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Anthony M. Bruno, especially if you love sports. That does it for this episode. I will talk to you guys next time.